The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host, a jelly donut, David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you. And I care. Barry Stein. I can use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, June 1st, 2019. Willie Herrera is a master blender at one of the largest cigar factories in the world, Drew Estate. And from Drew Estate, he joins us as we light up a new cigar named after him. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast, awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine, awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network, and you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. This is a long time coming because it's the first time ever on this show, and finally we get him here, and it's an honor to have him here. Welcome Willie Herrera from Drew Estates, blender and brand name owner. Thank you, man. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, so you're a big deal, man. The, the uh, uh, Drew Estates actually names a cigar brand after your name. Yeah, it's pretty special, man. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty weird when you see your name uh, on cigar bands. Uh, as I travel the U.S. visiting shops, and you see my name on shelves and stuff, and on boxes and stuff, it's uh, it, it's pretty. It's weird. It's weird. It's cool. It's it's. You know, it's it's all kind of uh, emotions at once. <laughs> I got I got two words. I think it is job security. Yeah, <laughs> I think well, it's hey, yeah. that, that <laughs> having having it there. I think it's awesome to end up having it. So they they think highly of you, obviously, to do it. And I think as you blend a cigar, that did you know it was going to be named after you as you were blending it, or you just blending a cigar? So when I came on board, yes, uh, I came on board uh, basically to uh, continue to expand the traditional side of cigars for Drew Estate. Yeah. And the the idea was for me to come up with, you know, uh, brands or blends, cigars bearing the Herrero name. Wow. Uh, and, you know, and I guess we'll get into a little bit later how I got to where I'm at now. Sure, sure. So uh, I, I would imagine you're going to do something and you're going to attach a name to it, uh, which which could go on. They own it, right? Not you. Correct. So uh, if they end up getting rid of you, it, it's part of your family, whether you like it or not. This is going to go with you, so it better be damn good. So we're going to be the yeah. judge of that right now because we're going to light it up. And the cigar we're going to have today is the Herrera Brazil Maduro, right? Is that right? It's the Herrera Esteli Brazilian Maduro, and it is manufactured in Nicaragua for Drew Estate. The size is a 6x52 Toro Especial, and it features a Brazilian Matafina wrapper over a Connecticut broadleaf binder with fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. It is part of the Cigar Authority care package, and a single cigar will set you back $9.99. By a box of 25 is $193.99, which is a savings of almost $56 or 22% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. 
If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try TwoGuysCigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. So a nice toothy wrapper, Connecticut Broadleaf. It's all the rage right now. Everybody wants it hard to get. Uh, let's give it a cut and light and give it a taste. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo was the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality. Tradition and excellence. excellence. Now we're going to give it a little uh, dry pull and see if we got some flavor notes. Little nutty, very slight floralness. All right, Willie, are you that type of guy that tastes cigars and tastes these things in it, or are you like most people and say it doesn't have these crazy, ridiculous tastes? It's not there. Yeah, that's not me. Uh, you know, I got very few descriptive words for, for cigars. You know, there's that sweetness, there's that earthiness, there's that richness, uh, spiciness sometimes. Uh, but yeah, no, all uh, nuttiness sometimes as well. But, you know, when guys get into those real elaborate, detailed words, no, that, that's so not if me. You, if you could caramelize an already sweet Vidalia onion, and really, really reduce it down, and you get this nice sweet, and and as Willie was was saying, there's a a, a mild earthy component to that flavor. He was not saying that at all. So I'm, that's what I'm that's what I'm picking up on the cold draw here. So as you're blending tobaccos, you're putting them together. Do you take a dry pull on the cigar to see if it's fermented properly or anything like that? Is that going on? Well, I will roll uh, what we call a tabaqueado with the individual tobaccos before I even go into the blending stage. Uh, once I figure out or have an idea of what tobaccos I'm going to start off with, then I will roll basically like a cigarillo yeah. into those bales to then, you know, to taste that tobacco individually and see how it burns, see how it tastes, uh, and then I go into the blending process and, and start creating the blend and okay. then smoke that. And, and there's a lot that goes into that, but we're going to light it up right now uh, because the burn is important that you could mix some tobaccos together and they taste delicious, but they don't burn properly. Right. So what goes where and why? And we're going to get into that. But first, let's light it up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hummer. The Vertigo Hummer features single action, meaning you press the button down, the lid pops open. Three jets come to life, fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, along with a flip-out bullet punch. It's a full metal jacket for the low price of $29.99. That's the Vertigo Hummer. And everybody likes a Hummer. Barry, got to go there. Got to go there. Got to go there. Always go there. Just wait till later in the show. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> forward to it. Okay, so um, you're looking for tobacco that's going to actually... Uh, taste well by themselves. Now you're going to actually put them together and see that they taste good together, but at the same time that they're going to burn properly, right? Correct. That, 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 is that pretty much the whole blending thing, right? You're going to no. look, look, no, it gets deeper than that? Yeah, it, it goes a lot deeper, you know. Because that sounded pretty gotta, easy. That first, you got to figure out what type of cigar you want to come out with. What do you want to create? Uh, based off of that, then you kind of have an idea of what tobaccos to start messing with. Um, but before you can start messing with those tobaccos, then you got to go down to the supplier level because Jewish State does not grow 
uh, their own tobacco. Um, you got to then go to the supplier level and find out if you're going to have enough tobacco before you even start. Yeah, you uh, may, you may love something, but you're not going to be able to make the production. So, with the, you know, it turns into something else, if anything. Correct, correct. And that happened to me uh, with the original, the Herrera Sali Habano. That's the exact same thing that happened to me twice. I had to reblend that cigar basically three times because the first time I, I nailed the blend how I wanted it, went to I, – I didn't take that initial step. I went right off the bat uh, by them telling me, oh, yes, no problem, whatever you need, so on and so forth. Started the blending process, and when we went to go and allocate that tobacco, uh, they did not have it. So – Started blending a second time and came up with the blend and came, you know, we went to go secure that. Then they forgot to tell us that that was the test crop and they weren't going to have enough of that one. So I had to reblend it a third time. So now before I do anything, uh, as far as a new, <laughs> a new cigar, we, uh, we go and we start, we check and make sure that there's enough tobacco. Willie, do you spend more time working on new blends or on keeping the existing blends that are on the market consistent from batch to batch? Consistency, uh, uh, brand, uh, blend maintenance, uh, making sure the, the blends are consistent from week to week, month to month, because every time you bring a new bale out to the factory floor, it's not going to be exactly like the one previously used. Uh, you know, we do a real good job to buy everything as close as possible, but it's never going to be exact. And that is why uh, I'm in Nicaragua typically once a month for a week. And I'm always playing around with different blends, uh, but I could I do that remote as well. I'll wake up one day and say, oh, man, I think this and this and this will work out good. I'll send an email down to Nicaragua and they'll have it made. Um, but... The brands that we we are making now is the biggest thing to continue that consistency, uh, and you know that's that's done on a daily, weekly basis. Sure, sure. So you started out as I know you um, that you were working at a little cigar factory in Miami, El Titan de Bronze. Uh, where you started off, and you made blends there, and I have to imagine on a much, much smaller scale, and be able to keep those blends consistent because you're buying little amounts. Now at Drew Estate, where you're buying massive amounts, and especially when something takes hold, you, you, you did something, they loved the first Habano, oh my God, we're going to have to buy five times as much as that, you go back, there's no way we can do it. Did, mm -hmm. you, did you really not have those problems at El Titan de Bronze? So I started at El Titan. That's my family's factory. Um, and so I started off there basically helping out. Uh, the factory was started by my mother-in-law and her parents, which is my wife's grandparents. And I started out there. I went, I took a week off of work off of my real job to help out because the grandfather had, had gotten sick. And after a full week of working there, I just fell in love with the industry. I had always been a smoker. Uh, since a very young age, um, but I didn't know anything other than what I like to smoke. I didn't know anything about the industry. I didn't know anything about cigars. I didn't know anything. So after that week of working there, man, I just fell in love with it. 
I went back to work. I put in my two weeks wow. and I quit and I started the factory full time. And that's really where I started to learn, you know, with all the walkers because we're in Little Havana. And at that time you had Ernesto. Um, yeah. Carrillo, La Gloria Cubana, across the street from us, uh, right next to them was Enrique uh, Lo which is my father now. Yeah. Um, so you had a lot of traffic, a lot of people coming to visit those factories, and there was a couple more factories west of there. Um, so I would get a lot of walk-ins and people that knew about cigars. Uh, yes, a lot of people that just wanted to buy a cigar for their boss, their dad, their brother. Um, but that's really where I started and how I started the whole blending thing is because I didn't like the cigars that we were making. They weren't for me. So I was constantly buying cigars in shops or whatnot. And that's what I would smoke in the factory. Wow. And, uh, you know, as you could imagine, you know, that older uh, Cuban mentality, why aren't you smoking ours and look how many, how many cigars here and why are you spending all that money and blah, 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 blah. I said, you know what? I'm going to learn how to make a cigar and I'm going to start playing with all these different tobaccos that we have and create something that I like. And that's basically how I did it. You know, I would sit down every day behind one of the rollers and see what they were doing and grab tobacco and sit down and learn how to bunch, how to fill the mold. Uh, mold. Um, then I learned how to pass wrapper and learn how to make a cigar. And once I did that, man, it was it was off. It was off and running, just blending multiple stuff daily. And, and not having all that many ingredients, right? I can't imagine a small place like that didn't have a hundred ingredients. They have what no. they have, but tweaking tweaking what you did have and saying, <clears throat> okay, now I like this better, and and recreating the existing products that were there. You know, it was a lot of using tobaccos that typically weren't used like binders as wrappers or two different binder combinations because in the factory we, we work like they work in cuba yeah we don't work in pairs how they work in the dominican and honduras and nicaragua they work in pairs it's typically a male uh does all the bunching which is filling all the molds and then typically it's a woman his partner that only passes wrap in our factory and in Cuba, the person who bunches also does all the wrapping on their cigars. They own every single cigar themselves. That's them exactly. on tour. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I learned everything that way. And we also use, in Nicaragua and in Dominican and Honduras, they use basically, they add another step, which is what they call a base. And in that base is where you put your fillers. Uh, Cubans don't use a base. They they put all the filler in their hand, and then all that filler goes onto the table, onto the binders that are there, or capotes, and it gets rolled up. So you could use a binder from, let's say, Dominican, and another binder from Nicaragua, or a binder from Jalapa, and a binder from Esteli, or a binder from Honduras, and another one from Nicaragua. So you have, you know, the ability to, to just get more creative. And, you know, when you don't have the abundance of tobacco and variety, you got to get creative. And so I would do a lot of stuff that was very creative. <laughs> yeah. 
and uh, what I saw, the, the change-up that happened at El Titan de Bronze was all of a sudden, and it was always there, uh, the big guys were across the street, if that's what you want to call them, and you guys were there, and everybody would go see everybody, but they would get the attention that was there. But all of a sudden, it be became a shining light onto that factory, and not only for the cigars they were producing for them, you guys started making cigars for uh, other people and actually sure. attaching El Titan de Bronze name on it and putting a shining light on it. Was that yeah. you also? So uh, La Polina, I was still there when we started working with La Polina. Uh, I was still there when we started working with Kyle, uh, Warped Cigars. Um, I was there when we were doing the, the cigars for Sean uh, when he had the, the, his line, El Primer Mundo. Um, there was another line, uh, another brand that was a startup brand uh, called Avalon Cigars, and I was involved in that. Um, and and for, for, for the listener, let me, let me tell you, this factory, how many rollers did you have total there? Right now? At, at, at El Titan de Bronze. Right now we have between 10 and 12. Very, very small. very small. And, and, and how many at Drew Estates? Ooh, rollers, I think we're right around... Uh, I think it's about 100, 150 pairs, something like that. So 300. 100, yeah. yeah. I mean, a dramatic difference. And the amazing thing was, was what that little place was putting out. And I got to imagine um, the attention it was getting and everybody talking about it. Is that how Drew Estate came into you and said, we need this guy? I mean, how were you noticed and found and actually uh, taken away? So John started hearing a lot of the buzz out of the, out of the factory based off of a lot of these brands that we were doing. I was, uh, I started working on Ernie's, um, Padilla's eight and 11 when yeah. he relaunched that, uh, the cigars I was doing for Sean, the stuff I was doing for some of these other, uh, what we call house cigars, uh, cigar King in Arizona, black cat in Philly, um, Bonita Smoke Shop. So a lot of these cigars were buzzing uh, on, by the bloggers online. People were talking about it. And John always been very involved in keeping in tune as to what's going on, you know, uh, what people are talking about, what people are smoking, what's, what's buzzing. Um, and so that's really what got his antennas up. And he started, well, let's see what this guy is doing. Um, and then I formally met him basically uh out of a, a, a noops you could call because a, a very co close friend of ours uh had gone to nicaragua to one of those safaris with him and about a month prior uh or two months prior i had created a, a blend using tobacco that he had sold to padilla that nobody was supposed to know about mm. well Padilla was also in the, in the process of opening up that factory in Little Havana. Yeah. And he wasn't able to open it for X reasons. Yeah. So I ended up convincing him to let me have that tobacco. So I bought it from him. Well, nobody was supposed to know that, that it came from there. And so when John found out, he went crazy. Oh, my God. I did the favor. So our mutual friend felt really bad. And on a Saturday morning, uh, he calls me up for breakfast, and I meet him. And 
in walks Jonathan. And that's where he really formally introduces me to Jonathan. And, you know, we hit it off. He understood. And to this day, I still get that Mexican San Andreas from Drew Estate at, at El Titan. <laughs> ah, okay. And and um, so he saw you in action. He saw uh, the blends, probably trying the cigars that you made, and said uh, he'd like you on the team. Well, he we started talks on what I thought. You know, he was very cautious. Uh, he didn't want to step on my family's toes, Sandy's toes, you yeah. know, my, my wife's grandparents' toes because I'm part of its family business. Yeah. So, you know, we started very delicately, you know, what do you think? And it will be cool. And, you know, as time went on, we got a little bit more serious, more serious. I talked it over with the family and the family was like, listen, we're packing your bags. You're out of here. You can't pass that up. Oh, nice. They were all for it. They knew, you know. Opportunity, the- right? Big opportunity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was it was an awesome move because it was a great move for Drew, a great opportunity for me. And it was great for all time because John has never once shied away uh, from saying where we came, where I started, what I was doing prior to Drew Estate. And so that kind of spotlight that you were saying earlier got even brighter onto that little factory in, in Little Havana, man, El Titan. And they can only put out as much as they can put out. You know, I'm, I'm sure things are going great for them. Oh, it's, it's, they're, they're, you know, we've been growing. We've been, ex- we've expanded since I left. Um, you know, we, we, we constantly get people walking in, uh, rollers from Cuba, uh, from major factories over there, uh, looking to do the same stuff they were doing over there. You know, uh, they come into this country and they're kind of limited, you know, to, you know, cleaning houses or construction work or working in some other type of, uh, of, a, of a factory, clothing factory or stuff like that. And, you know, the majority of these people, like in Nicaragua, that work in factories, they've been doing it since they were, you know, 16, 17, 15 years old. Mm. And, you know, they come to us and, you know, we try them out and, you know, we usually say, okay, let's go. So you, you know? say you say try it with us. So you 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 still feel like you're part of of them. Also, it's your of family, course. right? Of course. No, of course, man. You know, yeah. it's family. John understands that. Drew Estate understands that. Swisher understands that. As a matter of fact, we have a brand comes out of there, the Horrestly Miami. Yeah. And you know that by having that coming out of there has allowed me to start spending even more time again uh, working at the factory, overseeing that project. It's interesting that you bring up uh, Swisher. That was one of my questions that I have here. How much involvement are you seeing from their top brass since taking over Drew Estate? Zero. Zero. No kidding. Yeah. They don't know it, and they're going to leave it up to the pros that this is what you guys do, which is very smart. Well, but it's sometimes smart. some companies jump in and say, okay, we're a different thing. We're going to do it our way, and is it, it never works out that it's way. It's smart from a blending perspective and, and keeping the authenticity of the product, but maybe from a number crunching standpoint, maybe some of their number crunches could go in and, and add some efficiency is, is what I was thinking maybe happened. Well, well, that, that yes. In that sense, yes. They have uh, help in their expertise on you know uh, efficiencies making the factory more efficient uh implementing processes 
stuff like that because they're used to that mass market. So they know efficiencies and stuff like that. But when it comes to the premium, the making cigars, how we how we do business, how we function, zero. Wow. zero. So they left that all to us. So let me ask you this. When, when you first came into Drew Estates, there was already a master blender there. And you had to walk into somebody else's kitchen, basically. And, and how well did that go? Well, look, eh, remember, when I came on board, I didn't come in as the master blender. I came in just as an addition uh, to expand the traditional side of cigars. Um, so, you know, we never had really a, a, a named person uh, at Drew Estate before me. Uh, Nick was very heavily, heavily involved in the blending, uh, as was Saka uh, and Jonathan. Um, I mean, it was more of a collective team thing, uh, which today it's somewhat still that team because I don't have the ultimate say. Uh, I get a lot of help from the guys over there. I can't do it all by myself because I, you know, I can't live there. I got to be on the road and, and my family's here in Miami. Um, so I have you know, that one week a month I could go over there. So when I started there, you know, I'm used to doing everything myself. I'm, I've always been, uh, you know, the guy that swept the floors, the guy who prepared the tobacco for the rollers in the morning, the guy who banded cigars, the guy who put the cellophane, and the guy who made the boxes. I, I did it all in our factory here. So I didn't come in to Drew Estate as, okay, yeah, so-and-so, get me this, and so-and-so. Mm. So they saw that. And, you know, I would sit in the middle of the factory floor, in the middle of all the rollers, and I would go and get my tobaccos, and I would fill my molds and press my molds and, and do everything myself. And, you know, they were like, man, who is this guy that's not giving orders, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they embraced me pretty much immediately over there. Okay, so what was the first uh, product you put out there that they said, okay, we're going to go with this and uh, we're going to turn this into a brand? The Herestily Habano was the original one. Which that is the, the what, first one. And that's the one that you didn't have the right tobacco for three two times, other times, right. three times the yeah. charm. And, and when, yes. that, when that ends up happening, you, you're trying to say, okay, we can't do the... It, the, the brand takes off and it's, and it's selling and... Now you say, okay, I can't get that anymore. I have to try to recreate that product using different ingredients. No, no, no that all happened prior to me finalizing my blend. Oh, Remember, okay. That was when we went to go purchase and allocate all the tobacco. Ah, Once right. I got the blend, because I was told it wasn't going to be a problem, and then I get the surprise. So then I started everything all over again. Oh, no kidding. So by the time that we released it, we had allocated the tobacco we were going to need, and we knew we were going to be good to go. Oh, much better to make mistakes early on than after the, the thing already happens. It's a little... Willie, okay. do you find it tough to balance being uh, a cigar liberty, we call it, where you're, you're going out doing events, and then also, so you have that status in the U.S., and then also going back and having your blending responsibilities? No, man, because I'm the same guy regardless of where I'm at. I'm the same guy in Nicaragua. I'm the same guy at home. I'm the same guy at the shops. You know, it, it, there's no, there's no uh, hierarchy in my brain. I'm just 
a guy that works with tobacco, you know, and you got guys that work with computers, you got guys that own shops, you know, I'm just, just another guy. Is there a blend that you put together that was actually turned down uh, not to go forward with that maybe they, you know, they missed it. It's something you, you want to come and they, they say no to it and you know that it's a winner or you feel it's a winner anyway and they don't? Well, working on the Horace League, it, it took a lot of blending. There were a lot of blends on that original Habano before we finally got to the one. Uh, that was like, okay, yes, this is great. Um, now, like I said, every time I was in Nicaragua, or every time I'm in Nicaragua, I'm always working on stuff, right? And we do cigar safaris uh, where we took the groups down. And at the end of that trip, they always blend the cigar. Well, that's another opportunity for me to just create something at that blending session as well. Ah. So when I came on early on, uh, I basically had the green light for anything in that warehouse, except Connecticut Broadleaf, and which was on the League of Nines, and the, the P52 stock that I wanted. Those are the only two things I was not able to work with for any brands. But me being me, I would still work on stuff, you know? And I did come up with a couple blends early on that were just amazing using that Broadleaf, and they're like, nope, sorry. We told you, you can, we can't use uh, uh, any of the tobacco for any brands because we just don't have enough. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that kind of put, got put in the back burner. Yeah, that, that's a, what happens. Now, one of the interesting uh, cigar brands, Nortorno, am I saying that right? Norteño. Norteño. Uh, made by Hoy de Nicaragua for Drew Estates and made there for years, and then all of a sudden it goes into Drew Estates, and you take that brand and say, okay, I got this, I'm going to, do it here? You're talking about the Norteño? Yeah. Okay, no, the Norteño was a rid we, we had talked initially of having that brand being made on at Hoya. Okay. It never actually got oh, all right. started oh. making. We we made the position that it really it really didn't make a lot of sense. Come being one of Herrera Esteli brands, the you know, the guy from Drew Estate to have that second release for him to be made somewhere else so we decided to to leave that at drew estate oh okay okay i misunderstood what was happening there um all right and and uh lastly we're just weeks away from the ipcpr um first off we'll see you there you're going absolutely what are you going to be introducing? Can you say anything now, or is this all still top secret stuff? Does nobody listen? You know, it's, just it, us? it's a lot of stuff that's hush hush. I could say that it's our 20th year uh, anniversary for acid cigars. Okay. So you're going to see a lot of cool acid stuff that was from the early years coming back um, and some new stuff. Uh, are you working that stuff too? You know, that, a lot of that stuff is stuff that was already done uh, prior to me coming to Drew Estate okay. um, or line extensions. Yeah. Um, so it's not really new blends that I will be involved in. I do get involved with new stuff, uh, whether it's acid, whether it's natural, whether it's, you know, uh, the, the traditional stuff. But a lot of that stuff is stuff that we've had. We've had for years, uh, and we just kind of like reintroduced because it's been – you know, out of the market for a number of years. Um, and it's just a lot of cool stuff. And some of, uh, some new stuff, too. 
All right, so where does your palate fall? If you're smoking something from Drew Estate uh, for yourself today, you, you are smoking something right now. Where do you go? Man, I don't have a set. Well, I have a go-to, and that's because I feel it, it's, for me, it's an all-around anytime of a day cigar. It's the, the Habana, the original, Herestally. Yeah. Um, everything else kind of has a time and place for me. Um as, as does a number of other cigars that I smoke. I don't just smoke Drew Estate stuff. Uh, I like tobacco. I like cigars. And every every single one is different. Mm. Um, but, you know, it all depends on on what I'm doing. You know, if I'm out fishing, I'm not going to smoke a Liga Pravada. Yeah. If I'm out in the pool, I'm not going to smoke a Liga. You know, so for me, everything has a time and place. Um, but my go-to... Is the original because it just has the flavor. It has enough kick. It has the. It just has everything for me. Yeah. Uh, for any time of day, I could do it first thing in the morning, or I could do it after. You know, you usually hear people oh, after a heavy meal. I want a real heavy cigar. That cigar does just fine for me after a heavy meal. Yeah. Do you, but do it doesn't mean it's my favorite. Do you, you have? Know? Do you have, have a? Do you have a certain tobacco or something that is your favorite that? You know, you're gonna blend with. You're gonna uh, smoke because it's has a, a taste to it that you're gonna always want to use. Is there a is there a type of tobacco? Nicaraguan tobacco, I love. You love. I it. just love Nicaraguan tobacco. Uh, it's got all the components that I look for in a cigar. You know, it's got sweetness. It's got earthiness. It's got spice. It's got richness. It's got aroma. It just to me, it's the best tobacco. Um, not to say that there's other tobaccos that aren't as good. You know, Dominican tobacco is great, too. It blends very well. The Brazilian you guys are smoking, that's got the Dominican. Uh, the Underground Shade, that's got Dominican. Uh, but my go-to tobacco, I would say, is Nicaraguan 100%. And as with El Titan de Bronze, you use Nicaraguan tobacco often there. You know, it's funny. In, the, in uh, El Titan... We, I would say we use, it's more of a 50, 50 or 60, 40 Dominican mm. and Nicaraguan, uh, 60, probably Dominican. We have probably more varieties of Dominican there than Nicaraguan. Okay. 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 Barry, you're awful quiet. You got a question? Well, you didn't want to answer what's coming out of IPCPR. How about a yes and no session? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be a new Herrera Esteli? No. Will there be a Liga line extension or a new Liga? No. We had that last year. Okay. Uh, we had two strikes, Barrett's. Will there be a new standalone brand? Yes. Okay. Ah. Does it start with a P? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. <laughs> Can I buy a vowel? Okay, it's it's so funny. They keep everything secret to the very end, and then after they're bug bugging everybody to get the word out. And here you go, you got the word out if you want to do it. How you, uh, why should we be excited about the new brand that's coming out uh, without knowing what it is? Why is it special? Because you haven't seen it in a number of years, mm. and every time it will come out, it will cause a frenzy. Ah. And so now it's going to be accessible. Sounds like Chateau Real to me. Really? Nope. 
No, that's. I, I would love you to, to. Have you tried Chateau Real, an old brand from Drew Estates from back oh, in yeah, the day? Yeah, I still have some in my humidor. Really? But when I started at Drew Estate. Man, what a great cigar. That, that Maduro, I, man, for yeah, me, was amazing. I don't know what they're doing sitting on that brand that they should go crazy with it, but for whatever reason. Willie Herrera, so great to have you on here finally. Uh, it was an honor to meet you up here in the office, uh, but we got you. Uh, um, while you're enjoying yourself in Miami. But one of these days, we'll get your face-to-face up here. Absolutely, man. All right. Absolutely. We're enjoying the Herrera, uh, Brazil, Herrera, Esteli, Brazil, Maduro, uh, with Willie Herrera. We're going to go to break. And thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll see you in IPCPR in just a couple weeks. But when we come back, Cigar Journal Trophy Awards have been going on for 21 years. Uh, it's a People's Choice Awards, and you can get in on it. We're going to tell you how to do that in just a couple minutes. Stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lining up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. 
always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And I'll see Nick Thursday. Daughter's getting married, going to the wedding out there, and you guys got it uh, next week uh, without me. We got it. Good luck with that. I'm going to take my clothes off. There we go. <laughs> oh, God. I, in- I won't be in next <laughs> week. <laughs> you may want to catch that podcast and not watch it on YouTube, uh, just folks. Uh, we're back. We're smoking the Herrera Esteli. We broadcast in widescreen, right? <laughs> yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> Brazil Maduro. So it's Herrera Esteli, yet it's Brazil Maduro. So Esteli is Nicaraguan, yet it's Brazil, and that means the wrapper, Brazilian. Well, right. the name of the brand is Herrera Esteli. 
Esteli is a place. But the name of the brand yeah. is Herrera Esteli. Yeah. That's the brand. And then this is the Brazilian Maduro version of Herrera Esteli. Okay. Anyway, Willie Herrera, a man's man. That guy's a tough dude. Because For starters, he's like eight feet tall. Yeah. His hands, he can, oh, big guy. Big guy. He can catch a basketball on the up bounce and then crush it. Yeah. But smoking the cigar, the freaking cigar is strong. Yes. All right. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Strength. It's not. This is a full body it's a cigar, six. man. Uh-huh. It's well, a it's a eight nine. Yep, and it's you don't retrohale, so that's why. Well, if you retrohale, it's going to increase it. Barry, yes, we do. Uh, from somebody on YouTube, they say happy to finally smoke along with you guys with the care package. Very smooth retrohale. Give it a try, Mister J. <laughs> Negative. Why, if it's only a six? I'm good. Six out of ten in strength. This is a full-bodied cigar. Um, it is full-bodied. It is not full strength. It's full strength, too. It's it's full strength. It's spicy. Fireplace. Like, if you're sitting around a fireplace, doesn't it taste like that? Yeah, you know, there's that burning wood. Yeah. A little bit of a leathery finish. I'm getting white yeah, pepper it's a, it's a, this black is a man, strap this molasses. Is, this is a tough guy cigar. For a while, I got like a quick hit of uh, a, cinnamon, a cinnamon graham cracker, but yeah. it was very fleeting. Yeah, I don't have that. I got, let me go easy with this thing because uh, this is no uh, easy uh, light cigar. Unlike that uh, lighter that isn't, isn't going for me, Mr. J. He gave you an empty lighter. He sabotaged you. Just take mine. All right, I'll take yours. So Cigar Journal, our friends at Cigar Journal, they've been doing um, the Cigar Trophy Awards. This is the 21st year that they've been doing it. Um, 1998 is when they started. And since then, Cigar Journal established themselves as the most recognized for doing such a thing because it's not of just what they feel. And we know this as tasters for them. Um, they let other people do it. Well, the, when it comes to the Cigar Trophy Awards, it is exceptional cigars, brands, and services in the awards, but it's a People's Choice Awards, basically. And they let, since 2013, they let the consumers select the nominees in the finals later on. So you can watch the process as it goes on. Um, I worry a little about a bit about um, ballast, ballast stuffing type of thing, yeah. but that would be the manufacturers. And you see some of them go on there, hey, Go out and give, especially after the nominees happen, go out there and give me a a, a thing or something good. You know, get everybody involved with it as they do in regular elections, right? Yeah, you should be able to politic your way into a a vote. Yeah. So what they're looking for is best brands, and that's the entire brand itself. In this case, it would be Herrera Esteli as a brand or the best cigar. And to say this is the Herrera Esteli um, Maduro uh, Brazil, Brazilian. and it could even break it down to the size. So it, it'll come down to that particular thing, the best value of a cigar. And I've seen the best value, not the lowest price, but the right. best value for what it is. So it could be a $10 cigar you think should be worth $20, and it could be a $5 cigar you think's worth more than that or whatever. Uh, best accessory and best cigar lounge. It's, it, it, so the nominees, you can start doing that, um, I believe, um, June 19th it starts, June 19th to 26th. So you got a one-week window to get your nominees in, and then they'll end up getting five from each category, and then from there it'll go on for uh, more uh, 
more people. The readers can submit nominees um, and participate in the voting process to decide who comes out on top. Uh, the editorial team takes some categories and they leave it up to themselves um, for a few categories <coughs> that include outstanding art, charity and community, ambassadors of cigars, which we know we were part of, so that was thanks to them because... Uh, uh, that wasn't the People's Choice Awards, and maybe that's good for us yes. that it wasn't, uh, but they got they got it right. And um, Lifetime Achievement Awards. So uh, it's, all, it's fun seeing them do it. So beginning, no, I'm sorry, beginning this Tuesday, June 14th to 16th, uh, Cigar Lovers are welcome to nominate their favorite. So starting this Tuesday, and I know this is usually Wait, Monday when the most people... You said June 14th or June, June 4th? June 4th. Oh, okay. June 4th becomes the... To nominate. So this Tuesday, the majority of people listening to the show, it's Monday right now. Right. You're on your way to work and you're saying, well, what am I going to do? You're going to wait till tomorrow and then you're going to go on to cigarjournal.com mm -hmm. and you're going to end up putting in your favorite cigars of each category that goes. And it'll be by country um, and all different criteria that you've, do you've done it before. Right. They do Dominican, Nicaragua, Honduras, other countries. Yeah. So put your favorites in there. Um, and it's whatever you want to do. Um, it's, it's not necessarily the way we do it here, where it has to be a cigar that came to market at a certain point. Um, th that's not the way it is. It's just whatever you think of today, what is the best cigars that you have out there. So participate. Have fun with it. The best cigar accessory that you uh, may have used, and you say, this is great, you want to tell the world about it, this is the chance to tell it, and your favorite cigar lounge. If you if you love the, the cigar lounge you hang out in, give them a little nod. Put it on there, and uh, you know, let, let's get it going. The top five nominees will move forward for the final voting, which would be June 19th to 26th. And then the winners end up happening at the Intertabac show in Dortmund, Germany on September 20th. So it'll stop on June 26th. They'll know the answers at that point. They'll keep it quiet until September 20th, and they'll announce it at that uh, event. I assume, so, like we've done in the past, we'll share our own votes here on the show and see how close we yes. come to the actual Yeah, finish. I love being I like part of it. like doing that. It's a fun time. And, and it's, so we're not saying, you know, <clears throat> there's a couple ways to look at it. What we would vote for or what we think is going to win. This is a popularity contest. 100%. Right? So it becomes yeah. a different thing. I don't know that it's a popularity contest so much as evaluating how well those master blenders, as we, we were talking to Willie, are keeping their blends consistent that's how I look at it. You know, we're, you're going to see Perdomo, so he's an example. His sun-grown right now is smoking unbelievable. Doesn't mean it was a bad cigar last year. It's just whatever's going on with it this year, it's just exceptional. Well, I agree with you a little bit on the non-popularity because you would think the biggest-selling cigars would win it. It's a Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's a Macanudo or something like that. It doesn't happen. But if you think about the people that would participate in something it's like this. It's going to be a lot of fanboys, for lack right. of a better yeah. know, term. So it, it almost goes to the next level of right. where where these – there needs to be a better word than geek. Mm -hmm. Where is the cigar enthusiast or whatever, the guy that really passionado? deep into it? Can yeah, we call them a passionado? passionado. Like, you know, Perdomo Army will be out there in full force sure. voting for Perdomo. They win every year. Mm -hmm. they, they're part of it every year, as they deserve to mm -hmm. end up winning anyway. It's a big selling cigar, and it's very consistent and all that. But their fan base is gigantic, right? It's the Perdomo Army for a reason. 
it's an army of people it's an army. that are there. So uh, it, it's fun, and I, I'll tell you, for a publication, Cigar Journal's doing it great. Uh, even their on- online coverage now has improved dramatically. Yep, they're starting to put up articles. Yeah. After the issue's been out for like a month or two yeah. months, you'll see some of the articles yeah. appear. And then some things that show up. You know, you know what they published, actually, is when we had uh, Rep X. On. I saw that. Yeah, they uh, they published it, the audio version of it, and they even <coughs> went as far as to transcribe, trans- transcribe right, yep, of, of what it was. Um, different than subscribing. Different than subscribing to the Cigar <laughs> Authority, which we want you to do, by the way. Uh, that's a good lead-in. That's called a segue. Yes. Um, <laughs> we want you to go on to, if you're listening to the podcast, you are. When you get a chance in your home and you're searching around YouTube or something and you see the Cigar Authority and the Assholes, our buddies at the Assholes, oh, yeah. too, give them a subscribe. Uh, it helps them out. And uh, if you're having an issue finding the subscribe button, there's also one that says sub scribe they know what uh, i mean and you can just this find is that why button. they listen to me mispronounce things i don't know if that's the reason anyway um or if you just watch it on youtube you should uh but you were saying something uh you sent me a thing overnight of yeah it apple. looks like itunes is going to go away from apple i'm me and ed sullivan were talking about it prior to the show or ed sullivan and i were talking about it before the show what they're probably going to do is break it down into separate categories. You'll probably have Apple Music, which is now a pay service, go off on its own. Uh, you'll probably have an app store off on its own. You're going to have podcasting off on its own. It's going to be, instead of being one program, it's now going to be multiple it's apps. It's been going on for a while, right? Because on the podcast side, they it wasn't subscribed to iTunes anymore. It was subscribed to Apple Podcasts. So they were already moving. Apple Podcasts yeah. away from iTunes. Well, we've been on Podbean, B-E-A-N, P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot yep. com. This is where we load the stuff in anyway. Uh, it's where a lot of people have got it because we didn't know at the beginning. We were probably weren't even on iTunes right. early on. Um, so that's where we drove people. Where this is happening, should they go to Podbean and subscribe there. They're fine, you know, staying with Apple Podcasts. It's really? not a problem. Yeah, when yeah. iTunes go away, I'm sure they're going to port everything over that nothing's going to change. I hate to. It, it, I'm it, sure it would be horrible any- business for them. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think right now we get about 60% of our podcast listens through iTunes. Okay. Right? And that's not just the Apple products, for example, on Android. Some people will use the Apple library to go get it, but all of the content now, I believe, is served directly from Podbean. At one time, Spotify was taking a copy of the content. As far as I know, Podbean just established a relationship with Spotify, so that's now all passed through from Podbean. So, you know, I think people are moving towards just take the original content from whatever host you're uploading it to. All right. So I, I worry about it when they do these things, sometimes the craziest things, because they're not making money from it. And they're probably saying, why are we doing this if we're not making right. any money on it? So let's get out. And if anybody, you know, who subscribes right now <laughs> on um, Apple. Subscribes. <laughs> has an issue going forward. You can always go to unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. You can get the content there directly, okay. and if we run into any problems, we'll tell people how to subscribe, 
on unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. Yeah, I hate to lose anybody. We're looking for more people. I hate to lose people because of a provider that says, oh, we're going to turn the switch off of this. And uh, do we have to worry about old content that's there? We, we really don't. You know, the, the problem with old content is Apple only shows up to 300 episodes. And we have way more than that. We have way more than yeah, that. I, I don't know. recommend anybody go deep deep down anyway. If you think this show is bad now, you should have heard it in the early oh, days. It was a disaster. Yeah. I can say that because I wasn't here. Right. <laughs> but we're, we're there and it we got, have ears. It got better almost five years ago. Almost five years. It's been five years, Ben. Uh, yeah, the week after Father's Day will be the beginning of my fifth year. Oh, my God. So four years. You've completed four right. years. Mm-hmm. Four years. Wow. Whoever sometimes had, it feels longer and sometimes it feels shorter. <laughs> I guarantee you nobody had that long in the pool. No. No, no, no. We <laughs> all lost. We all lost. We all lost money. a long time ago. Just so everything's gravy right now. My prediction, though, just not to beat a dead horse, is Apple's going to start charging a monthly hosting fee. Like we pay Podbean to have our thing. Oh, we will pay that. I think we're going to wind up having to pay Podbean. I mean, Apple okay. uh, podcasts. If you because they're going to monetize there. it. Yeah, they, they want money. They're not making as much money as they used to. The last couple of iPhones haven't done that well. I just want to say to all the people listening, you don't need to send me an email. I know that this last segment has sucked, and I know that they're not talking about cigars, so we don't have to go down this road in the mailbag. All right. And for all the people that call and place This is important, order, though, if they can't get from it. From all the people that call in and place orders and ask how I don't hit Jonathan, I am now sitting on my hands. There we go. <laughs> so beef gravy. Beef gravy. Huh? We, Does this taste like it? We're smoking we a chocolate. You got a chocolate from Maduro. Gary, the coffee guy. Are, are we talking? He's like not smoking the, the gravy that you're making from scratch, or you're talking like the Heinz store bought brand? They kind of taste the same, no? No, no why one's, not? One's a lot sweeter and a lot thicker. So I would say homemade beef gravy. This, this has like a beef broth to me. Just which is which one? Which is the homemade watery yeah. kind? Okay. You got it? A little beef beef gravy I, type I'm, of broth. I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm not I'm not going to little down this saltiness road with the two is going of you. on. Wait, let me put it in terms that you will understand. <laughs> have you ever made a steak and you have all those juices that fall off the steak? Now you throw away the steak and you have just yeah. the juices. Yeah. Does that work for you? It's better. Okay. It's better. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what we got. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. What are you getting? What are you getting out of it besides it's a full-bodied cigar that you guys are a lot further down than me because it's, it's too strong for me? I was getting early on, I'd say the first third, as I was transitioning from the first third into the second third, a little white pepper started to develop, and I was getting a, an undeniable blackstrap molasses flavor. There was sweetness, but blackstrap specifically – it's almost a bitter component in with the sweetness, a little bit of a bite. You guys were referring to that smoky component that mm. has that in there. Hey, did you have uh, any idea of what Willie is talking about uh, for a new cigar coming out? I want to get to that when we come back from the break. Think about it during Doesn't the break. start with the letter P. Is Doesn't start with the letter P. That's all we got out of him. But it's an old brand making a comeback. We'll see what that is. I, I have my idea. You have your idea? We'll come back with that. Uh, when we come back, IPCPR is just 30 days away. Barry is hearing news about some rumblings in the cigar industry. He's got cigar news and a little... Uh, Talk about overselling cigar news this week. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, 
We have uh, a little snack Mr. Jonathan might try. It's from the earth, and it's not just for the birds. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the decade on steroids. 
The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Piloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. Nah, I, I want to have you back, and I've been thinking about him. I saw something show up on uh, some feed of him uh, on stage. Funny, laugh-out-loud stuff. I Robert was, Kelly, uh, funny, funny comedian. I listened to the Bill Burr podcast, and <laughs> they he was were telling a story about, <laughs> about Robert Kelly. So he, he and Bill Burr shared a room in New York. And uh, Bill Burr is about to go on Conan for the very first time. And Robert Kelly is on this beat-up Stairmaster working out. And he's got a racquetball. And he winds up and throws the ball across the apartment, barely an apartment, and hits Bill Burr in the face, split his lip open. So his first appearance on Conan O'Brien, he looks like he just got into a fight. (laughs) That was great. Wow. They're crazy dudes, man. What a life. We're we're getting to know a lot of comedians now because – well, I can't say uh, somebody here has to do with uh, a comedian's podcast, but it's top secret stuff. Top right? secret. <laughs> can't, can't, can't talk about that. What I can talk about is um, we uh, we do the Snack Authority podcast, and later on today, uh, I'm going to have Mr. Jonathan um, try a little snack. There just better be cash. 
And I'm keeping it. All right. We'll do a little cash type thing, and we'll see what happens. And it but, better uh, be a lot of cash. It's not a lot of cash. It's what a little, think, little a million snack. dollars? No, he doesn't have that kind of cash on just, him. Just so those that don't remember last week that there was a hot candy thing, and Mr. Jonathan wouldn't smoke it, and not only did Barry smoke it, everybody in the audience smoked it. Or ate it. Or ate it. Or ate it. it. Smoked it. I mean, ate it. Well. Doesn't matter what it was. And there was somebody saying that we should uh, try the toe of Satan. Yeah, I'm not doing it. On the show. Somebody was going to send it, and I said, well, don't bother. He wouldn't eat the the rock candy. I like and regularly regularly eat spicier food than our regular panel. I don't know about Ed Sullivan, but I eat spicier food than the two of you on the regular. But I got to have flavor. It can't just be blow your palate well out. maybe it wasn't and it was fine no. you don't know what you try it well, no. it was you get scared of the ghost you're I've, afraid of the ghost i went in on the ghost and it was hot as hell yeah and, and there was no it, flavor i loved it yeah loved it loved whatever. it loved whatever it's it. sullivan i mean that's it, the ghost is a little too far a habanero has a flavor yes it to does it. a, a fruity component yeah once you go to ghost it really is just burn it out Right. I mean, if you're, if you're going to put a tiny, tiny bit in some chili and make the chili good and hot, I guess it's okay. But straight up. The toe of Satan is 9 million Scoville units. So it's just it's too much. Off the charts. All right. Uh, we have a cigar, Don Pepin Garcia. It looks like Don Pepin Garcia that we all know and love. It's been around forever. It says the original, but it's the original, but it's the TAA exclusive. For 2019, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua by My Father Cigars. The size is a 6x54, and it's a Nicaraguan Puro, including Pelo de Oro in the fillers. A single cigar will set you back $9.99, while a box of 25 is $224.99, which is a savings of $25 or 10% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. Why is it? And there's only a limited amount left, so run out and grab them. Why is it? Every time a cigar has Puro de Oro in it, you appear to get some sort of arousal going on. You mention it, or Medio Tiempo, it's a selling point to my fellow cigar geeks. They like it. Is it? Yes. I've never heard anyone walk in the store and say, I need to have Pelo de Oro in my life. No, they know that Pelo de Oro is in that, so maybe they were asking for the cigar because they already know. As opposed to, I don't think anybody walks in the store and says, what do you have with Pelo de Oro in it? <coughs> they already know. Then you also mentioned Those that know, know. You also mentioned it because it's a rare tobacco that's very susceptible to blue mold. So they stopped growing it in Cuba. And right now it's grown in Peru, Nicaragua, and the Dominican Republic. We'll get into that in the after show <laughs> of all your favorite tobaccos because that's what we're going to do. We had Willie Herrera on talking tobacco. We're going to talk about that. But right now it's time to cut our cigar, the official... Cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, and while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo <coughs> cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. I'll be with Nick on Thursday. We're having dinner together before his daughter gets married this weekend. Peach uh, barbecue. I got balsamic vinegar. Really? You know what I get on that? Oh, you know what, Ed Sullivan? Like the glaze? Mm-hmm. It's in there. I'd like to change my answer. You deserve, the, you deserve a heart. You nailed it. The peach, I was, I was confused. Which was a typical Cuban type of tobacco taste before lighting yeah. it, of the vinegar type of 
thing that you have here. Yeah, I want balsamic because there's a little sweetness there, is. there too. Yeah, you nailed that. Nice job giving yourself the harp. We're going to light our cigar today with the. <laughs> yeah, I, I expected. Yeah, I expected that. that you gave it to yourself and forgot to turn the, the channel up. I'm smart. You're dumb. I'm big. You're little. I'm right. You're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. And I was correct. You did forget to turn the channel up. <laughs> yeah. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Hummer. The Vertigo Hummer features single action, meaning you push the button and the top flips. You got three jets powered by the patented Vertigo big ass tank, an easy adjustment wheel, and a flip out bullet punch. All for the low price of twenty nine ninety nine. That's the Vertigo Hummer. Something I gotta say to people that buy lighters that have the big adjustment wheel. And I just I went downstairs uh, just to check on something, and a customer came in and said, "I bought this lighter, not the Hummer, a different one, and I bought it a couple days ago, and it doesn't work." And I looked at the lighter, and I said, "Oh, he's got a big adjustment wheel." I gave it a quarter turn. The lighter started right up. So what happens is most of us are right-handed. If you want to just give me that camera, Ed Sullivan, when we grip the lighter, we end up wrapping our little finger around the easy adjustment wheel, turning the lighter down inadvertently, and then when you go to light it, it doesn't light. So you just want to be aware that that easy adjustment wheel, although it doesn't rip your thumbnail off to change the flame, you could be adjusting that lighter down by accident, and it's just an easy fix. Turn the lighter up. Also in your pocket, it could move around. Correct. Yeah, so if you are if you have a big adjustment wheel on your lighter, that check that before you go into the whole bleeding process or any of that. What I'll say about Don Papin Garcia cigars, and especially early on, I think it's changed over some years and things, but there was the always signature pepper taste. Very pepper yep. forward. And here the it is. Pepin spice. And here it is, right? Yeah, it's a little bit toned down, I think, mm-hmm. versus the original non-TAA edition. Okay. But it's definitely there. I, I definitely taste it. Yep. And this, this is the remembrance of uh, when he first came out and everybody, he was the hottest thing because, uh, wow, this stuff is really unique. And it was that pepper and component. It's, that, it's a black pepper. It's yes. not a chili pepper. Yep. Black pepper. Shot of black pepper yep. on the tongue. Yep. And there's no denying it. That That's the flavor that happens there. You're getting a little orange citrus right now. Is there a different kind of uh, thing when it comes to orange? There, that's there's not lemon. Citrus? There's there lemon. are other types of citrus. Yeah, there's lemon. It's, it's wow. orange citrus. He seems really aggressive yeah. today. Well, why should today be different than any yeah, other day? Yeah. There's a lot of people have problems with him right now, and he's he's having he's having problems at home too. And is he having, understand? Oh, jeez, you got to just yeah. air my dirty laundry. Is he having anger issues again? Yeah, he is. I, I mean, am not. I mean, I'm a very happy-go-lucky person. Oh, no, yeah, right. He had a thing about he was in the box there for a while, and you yeah. got to stay in the box. But, and this whole I don't know what he went and saw and some therapist or something happened. Well, I had stick. a conversation with a therapist who Ooh. was willing to come on the show, really, and maybe do a little anger management coaching wow between the, all of us they'll never leave yeah well you know the person well i do yeah he's talking about doing another podcast right now ah. big cigar smoker does his name guy. rhyme with mike <laughs> <laughs> yes okay i know who it is and i talked to him a while back and said would you come on and do some anger management counseling he said sure and you know he's not an angry guy he's not no angry he's not so and he always makes me feel calm when he's yep. around. I had a, a good friend tell me that you, I should go to a therapist. It was and, me this week. No, that's not you. I, I said a good friend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, if, if that ever happened, I'd never get out. And that, that's what they do. They lock you in for life. And That's not. No, you, there's certain things that you, you 
Some people lack social graces. Some people have anger issues. I am who I am. I'm you sorry. Go in and you, Let me just apologize up front. I am who I you am. You are who you are. Yeah. So and I, I, I don't mean anything bad. I like it. Yeah. It's you a sickness, you but didn't I like the, it. You didn't at the beginning. You had to get to know me. I had to learn that you weren't just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. It's just the way I, I, <laughs> I am. Uh, okay. Let's get to uh, this uh, ding, ding, mean it's time for the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars. Be alone for the rest of your life. Yes. Versus always be surrounded by annoying people. No, 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 no. For the no. rest of your life. <laughs> I'll take be alone for a thousand. You're not, you're not a lonely Eric. guy. You'd rather be around with uh, annoying people, but at least there's somebody to. No. No, I'll be alone. Yeah. See if Jonathan's alone. That means there's I, I one less if, annoying person but around. I don't know if that's true because I think you like to fight. You like fighting. I think you like having. <laughs> if I had a bell, <laughs> there you go. Nailed it, right? I think you like fighting, and I think you want to be around annoying people. And if everybody wasn't annoying and everybody agreed with you, you'd be lost. You wouldn't have anybody to fight with you, because you're the type of person that, if you say, "Wow, it's a nice day out," you want to go to. There's lots of clouds in the sky, and it's a little too muggy today, or something. But if I said, wow, it's a little too muggy out there, you'd say, it's a nice day. I don't know which one to go with because you're going to take the opposite. You want, so you're looking you for the think, fight. You think about what you're going to say to me so that you try to control the conversation? And, and I say, yes, I do. And I say, okay, if I, <laughs> if I, if I go there, where's he going to go? Well, he's going to say it's a nice day. And I, go, I come in and I go, wow, it's awful <clears> muggy out today. And you go, it's a nice day. I think that that's what's going to happen. But. It, it goes whatever the opposite is. You, you're the opposite, man. You'll take the other side for the argument. For, you want to argue. See, if I say that's not true, I'm playing into exactly <laughs> what you're saying about me. And if Correct. I agree with you, I'm agreeing with something that isn't true. I'm just going to shut up. Yeah, right. Wow. wow. Yeah, that's what it works. Last. Yeah. <laughs> My God, if it was that easy. I'll, take, I'll take annoying people because I could go toe-to-toe <laughs> with them. You want to fight too? Yeah, I have no problem. I don't shy somebody away. Write, somebody writes something on social media, you go after them. Oh, yeah. You're looking for the if fight. If it's stupid and I don't agree with yeah. it, I'm going to share my opinion. Now, I'm going to go to Ed Sullivan, which is going to be the opposite. Listen, I'm already surrounded by annoying people every day, so I'm going to try something different. I resemble that remark, you'd be, Ed Sullivan. You'd be okay to be alone. Oh, yeah. I'd be great. Yeah. Be awesome. Sometimes I drive in the car with nothing on, and I'm a music guy, but Naked? I'll drive for hours- with just silence, just me and the cigar, and that's it. See, when you say nothing on, I immediately think. I understand naked. why. Yeah, I understand why. And I think I'm. I, to be honest, I think I'd. I want to get into the argument too. Hmm. And I'm being honest. It I think keeps I'm, your mind sharp. Rather than be alone and nobody to talk to. But I, you're not saying that you're going to be around debate. argumentative people. I you're going to be around annoying people. That gets annoying. Annoying people are argumentative. It's not necessarily that's what makes true. Them, that's what makes them annoying. Yeah, it, that's an annoying trait. It turns out. And, uh, and what, what about what the guy? What would you call yourself? Would you be an annoying person? Because not at all. No. What are you? <laughs> what about the guy that's the one upper guy? That's the annoying guy that has a story about every single thing. You're like, yeah, you know, my buddy does underwater welding. It's like there's no way this guy's ever done underwater welding. Oh, I did that. You know, right now you're the one upper because you're trying to one up your reasons. Yes. So you are now a one-upper. Hey, Jonathan, when you're welding underwater, can you be stacking dimes or it doesn't That is work the time underwater? to be stacking dimes, yes. Got it. Yeah. Thank you. It's the uh, only time. The answer is you don't want to be alone. 
go in and have a nice, I ain't it. Have a nice argument with somebody, and your, your local cigar shop is a good place to start <laughs> because you, you, you want a good argument. argument. Yeah, Man. if you need one. Tell and, him, and you could be that either an employee or a customer because you could fight with the employees right. too. Tell so, Jonathan what your favorite cigar is, and he'll explain why you're why, wrong. Why you're yeah. wrong, right? You're, you're the perfect guy. You're Mr. <laughs> Argumentative no matter what. That's, that's your role here on earth, never mind on the Cigar Authority. <laughs> it is your role here. Uh, it'll be interesting next week. I won't be here. Uh, <laughs> unlike the Barry show, it's the Mr. Jonathan show. Um, well, we- I, I'm, I, I meant to talk to Barry after the show today. I'm thinking maybe just to be fair, because he, he when it ends up being you're not here, the assumption is I'm going to take the lead, but he did a great job, so maybe we split it, and I take the split first it. hour, he takes the second hour. You feel okay? And and we go from there. Well, you know him, Mr. Mr. Unargumentative. Well, and he wants here's to- a crazy idea. Maybe I can come up on stage so I can you know pull you two apart when you start fighting. Then who's going <clears> to <throat> use the well, board? Well, we can flip the board, bring it right up on stage. Yeah. And ah, you want to do that? Normally, there's no space for me, so... So wouldn't this be nice, Ed Sullivan? You don't know what he looks like, but uh, next week you yeah, can they, see. They're going to be impressed as hell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> obviously, and you'll see why he's off camera, and, and why we're on camera. Radio, yeah, and why we're on camera. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, these are the pretty people we're putting on camera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if I get a chance, maybe I can call in. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? So I got to look at the time schedule that's happening because Natalie Perdomo's getting married, yeah. but it might be later and I might well, be able to squeeze do, something in. Do tell you think you could wear a headset? Most of our guests won't. I can do that. Wow, you're the or best we, I mean, We so already far. know what he looks like. Think and we know that we'll get, we'll get better audio if he calls in nice. and does it just without the video. Oh, yeah. just call on a phone? Yeah, we know. Can I do that? Yeah. We can do it. We have a phone number? I'll call you. Ah, you'll text and for me that in. we can use we can Skype? use Skype because he, I know he has it on his phone. Oh my god, <laughs> we're gonna have to test that. I don't know if it works. <laughs> I don't but. think Skype works though anymore. Yeah, Skype works. We can't oh. video capture Skype. Oh. Is the issue okay? But for phone calls, that's still what we use. I All was right. hoping for video Dave poolside on a lounge chair with a pina colada. Yeah, I don't, there's, no, there's none of that. I don't do. I don't like a pina colada either. It's <laughs> too feminine of a drink. Yeah, but if you get you know a, me, a I frozen, want the scotch or something. But if you get a frozen pina colada and it's ninety degrees out, it'll cool you down. Yeah, from what I understand, it's like really hilarious. It's ninety movie. degrees and yeah. humid right now. Oh, that, that'll look good on video. <laughs> have, have you All seen right. me sweat? Let's, uh, let's find out what's up in the cigar world please. with Barry Stein. It's time for What's What's Up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled N2 bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And with most legislative bodies adjourned for the summer, it's been a rather slow news week. Miami Cigar and Company announced the relaunch of Don Lino Africa. Interesting. As well as Toscano Stilovo. And uh, Dave will have... Information on an upcoming show where we're going to share all the IPCPR releases. We're building a list. And on June 12th, and I'll mention this again next week, but on June 12th, J.C. Newman will be celebrating what would have been the 103rd birthday of Stanford Newman. Nice. Eric and Drew Newman will be hosting a Facebook Live event at 6 p.m. Eastern to discuss their family legacy as well as the future of the factory in Ybor City. 
And that's what's up in the cigar world. How awesome that the the youngest <clears throat> in that tier is going to be the ones taking to social media. I think that's great. Great. Well, he was, Drew Newman was early on as a young kid, that he's the one that started up their um, cigar family cigar family page. He used to be on ASC. Yeah. 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 He was early, early on. I mean, I'm old because I think, well, wait a minute. He's a lawyer? I thought he was 14 years right, old. Right, <laughs> Last you saw. But he, he's married and he's a lawyer. And now uh, he's all lined up for the next president of J.C. Newman. That's great. So we'll see where, where uh, he's headed. And where he's headed is some, some big things. They're making some major changes over there already. They've brought um, cigar rolling back to Tampa in their factory where they're making the uh, the American which is uh, ready to be launched and ready to go. Yep, all American tobacco. Yeah, the third year in the a row. Band is this made is in ready America. to go. The box is made in America. This is ready to go. I already smoked it. It's ready to go. Although it's going to be very limited because they only have so many people making it. I, so many and, and, and I'm not poo-pooing this project. I'm just saying we smoked the finished product three years ago. Uh, right. We smoked the finished product two years ago, and I smoked it last year when I was in their factory. They were all great. I know. They say which this one. And is it really ready, and is it really coming out? Well, the Florida Sun-Grown Tobacco, which is one of the featured tobaccos on the cigar, has gotten better each year. Yes, course, it has. Yes, it has. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Um, Up-and-coming shows, as I say, next week uh, I won't be here. You'll see Ed Sullivan and the boys will be here, and we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll phone in. Um, on the June 15th show, it is the day before Father's Day. Very excited about this because I've been asking her for about seven years now to come and do the show with me and finally she's agreed uh, my daughter gianna we made a cigar brand for her 25 years ago called la gianna yeah so i wonder what we're smoking that we're smoking day. la gianna ah. and all the new packaging and as a natural medora we'll bring her on are you going to give up your seat next to dave and let his daughter sit next to her, his father i don't know about that father? or are you going to we'll come see. between them we'll see about it we'll see <laughs> Anyway. I'll ask G what she wants to do. Uh, the following week after that, June 22nd, uh, Pissed Off Christoph Firecracker. Woo. The firecracker is going to come out. We're going to smoke it on the show. And the, and the following Monday, it will be released. So that would be uh, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, maybe. Um, we launch. Sounds uh, about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Uh, we launch the firecracker. And the following week after that will be the spoiler alert, the IPCPR pre-show that we will um, have pre-taped. We're going to do this in advance before I go, and we're going to talk about all the stuff that's going to be at the show, um, which, we're, as I say, we're gathering the information. We're even gathering information of things that, and manufacturers, if you're listening, information that you don't want told. Because when the show is, it will be time that you'll be looking for us to do it. So you tell us, and we'll promise not to say anything. We'll record the show. We won't put it out. But there's your chance to get in if you want to end up spilling the beans with us and take our word for it that we won't spill the beans to anyone else uh, besides tape the show. Uh, you can do that, and you can give Barry a call and get that information to him or email him or whatever and say to us, uh, here's the information. After that, you're going to be begging us to say the information, and there's going to be so much information that's going to be in with all the other stuff. Uh, and that's it. Uh, after that, uh, I'll come back from the trade show, and we'll talk about that. And we got so many people lined up for the show um, because tis the season. Now all the manufacturers that don't want to be around here in the wintertime, everybody's cramming in, so it's going to be manufacturer after manufacturer. So we got a lot of great guest stars coming up, and we'll get to that. Um, 
you want to say anything in the mailbag? You want to squeeze one in, you said? Uh, this one's kind of a long one. Maybe we'll wait till after the break and then... Okay. All right. Let's take a break then. And when we come back, we'll get to the mailbag and an offer that Mr. Jonathan eats something. It's a little snack that I got from the snack trade show. It's a snack from the trade show, and it should be no big deal. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Provider Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General Warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake. 
Jose Dominguez, not singing a song if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Omar de Frias from Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. We're back, smoking the Don Papine Original TAA 2019. Welcome back. I would guess this cigar blindfolded. It has the signature Papine Garcia from way back of that pepper note. It's got a little sriracha kind of thing happening, a little salt, and an earthy component as well. And the cigar changed. Like, this is one of those cigars I reviewed when we first got them in, and I gave it an 88. Um, but that might have been a little young. It's definitely changed. Two weeks after that, it changed. And now, yeah. four or five weeks after those two weeks, it's gotten even better. So I think there's some aging possibilities with this cigar. Yeah. This was uh, the cigar, I would say, that put Don Papin Garcia on the map. Uh, he had other brands that were there, but this is the one that took off. This is the one that... I originally, with the firecracker, was this right. cigar, um, which was a, you know, in a, in a shorter format, was boom, right in your face mm -hmm. as soon as you lit it up. Um, when I, you know, you go, we, we went to a bigger ring gauge and a longer cigar, but you go into the Robusto size of the cigar, used to be a boom, yeah. slap in the face. Well, right well smaller or stronger. Yeah, obviously, we all yeah. know that. Well, most of us <sighs> know that anyway. <laughs> Reminder, the after shows recorded immediately following... This show and the after show is a podcast only, so be sure to subscribe to The Cigar Authority on your favorite podcast catcher, and uh, that show airs on Wednesday automatically if you subscribe to that. Uh, get to this um, mailbag, you guys. Well, I want to say, uh, this is a gentleman by the name of Ed writing in, and I want to say that I'm always thankful for people who care enough to write in and shit all over us. Yes. Because it's not, it's not a... He's not picking on us. He's trying to help us be better. All right. 
Uh, I know I'm behind, but I just finished listening to the Cigar Authority after show posted on May 15th. Are cigars good for you? And it was the most. Well, the after show wasn't the the after show. We had yeah, we had some of that. Okay, you know, some of that Carried conversation. Over. Yep. Uh, it was the most intellectually cringy show you guys have ever produced. Cringy. That's that's a. It's a new word. I yeah, guess. that's just, a really. No ever called me cring- he's questioning our intellectual capabilities, and he uses the word cringy. It's the word all the intellectuals you guys can't, use. You guys can't shit on him until you know what he's shitting on you for. Well, you prepped it that he was going to do it, <laughs> yeah. so I'm. So my god is up already. Okay, and, uh, I'm just beating it up word for word. But go ahead. Starting off with Barry and Dave, who co- constantly rail against government regulations restricting a natural product, complaining about the deregulation of another natural product. Then moving on to Barry proclaiming that psychedelic mushrooms have no benefits. It's not true. And he does list a link. And if you'd like to read yeah, up no. on it, Barrons, I'll be happy what to send it, it to you. As a mushroom? You're not going to get behind a car after smoking a cigar and think that yeah, you're seeing UFOs in the middle in, of the road. We have a whole podcast dedicated, and we already got your, right. your, your information there. Uh, then Dave saying that you can just make heroin from poppy seeds. <laughs> I didn't say that. Yes, you did. <laughs> I, I went back go- and listened. I wanted to fact check him. I went back and listened because if, if everything wasn't right, I would I, I would have been able to call him out. He has nailed everything so far. Really? And he continues to nail it. I don't uh, recall saying that. Followed by libertarian Mr. Jonathan, and he spelled my name correct. Thank you. Uh, wanting to force people to take gun safety classes, which I did say. Finally, ending with Dave wanting to turn Mexico into a prison and the laughable <laughs> assertion no, I that did not. Cuba has no I, drug problem. I, I yes, want, you yes, did. did. I wanted the no. American side, not Mexico, the American side to become the prison. And when I they went jump back over, and, they went no. into it. Absolutely. I yes, went back correct, and listened to it. Yes. No. The wall is there, and you only got to build three more walls. Yeah, go back and listen to it. Absolutely not. I got John, I, <laughs> I have a question. Yes, sir. You listen the way you wanted to. What if I got a poppy seed bagel and scraped the poppy seeds off? Could I make heroin? No, but there have been people who have tested positive <laughs> poppy, for heroin after eating a poppy seed bagel. Anyway, have you ever watched Seinfeld? Right. <laughs> What's the matter with you? It was like listening to a bunch of drunk old men arguing <laughs> about the interwebs. I'm a big fan of the show. Yes, you are, obviously. <laughs> you still listen to this shit, but credit. But things like this continue to foster the stereotype of cigar smokers being fish shaking old farts. Fish shaking. Fist shaking oh, fist. old farts that don't understand kids these days. And that's in quotes. I'm not one to tell people to stay in their lane, but maybe it would be better for everyone if you stick to discussing your area of undisputed expertise. Love, Ed. Love, Ed. Huh. And it wasn't me. It was not you. I, I responded, and, and I did not get a bounce back, and I, I check every email. So there is someone that emailed from a Gmail account yeah. that was shitting on us, and the email bounced back as not a real email. So I can't read that email now, on the air. I stand by my U.S. prison, which if you didn't hear it, the idea is we build the wall on the border, and then when they jump over the wall, they actually land inside the prison. Three other walls were put around, and now they're in prison. And I understand that that may have been your intent. It was. That is not what you said, because I went back and I listened to it. You can't ask Barry. He didn't that, go back and listen. I listened to it. That is the way that I it. took it. All right. That's All the right. way it should What we really need is an earthquake to happen in California and have Los Angeles break off. And turn that into a prison. What I was hoping, instead of Ed hearing it, was Donald Trump heard it and said, okay, let's go with this, because it's a damn good idea. We have a problem where we don't have enough prisons, and we want to build a wall. Both of them get taken care of 
at the same exact time, and it's problem solved, and you can have that for free. I it's mean, p- part of what I want to give back to, like to our country. all the magic mushrooms you want in that prison. I yeah. liked Tony V's idea of don't build a wall, build a Walmart. You know, just a store along the entire border. People from Mexico could come in and work during the day, and then they go home at night. Because you can't get in from the U.S., it's only from Mexico. You can go get in to buy from the U.S. at a giant Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Seems a little interesting. It's a little odd. And and maybe Walmart would do it, and they'd pay for the whole thing. You can't get Mexico to pay it. You can get Walmart to pay for it. On the magic mushroom front, just to... uh, Get it factually correct. All that has happened so far is that the city of Denver voted to decriminalize the possession. This is how it starts. I understand. This is how it starts. But that's not how how the facts were presented on the show. It's still a felony to sell it anywhere in the state of Colorado. This is the beginning of the end. I understand. It started that way with the marijuana. I need the youngsters to, to... Stay level-headed because they have to take care of me when I get much older than I am now, and I need somebody to take care of me, and it's going to be this generation. That's why I'm worried. There's going to be nobody. That's going to, they're going to be all messed they, up, and, yeah. and I need somebody to wipe me or whatever's you, going to happen. And You're not as clever as I am. I befriended Asian people because they take better care of the elderly ah. than we do. We throw them in a home. Yeah. So I'd recommend that as a strategy. So how about on the on the border wall? We bring all, all senior centers and stuff or whatever for the seniors that go to the wall. It's hot there though. It's hot. Yeah, I don't want to go there. No, don't. Although go you, there. when you get I older, think you, you, should, to. you need to you need to stop suggesting things to do with the wall. I think you're just getting yourself into more trouble. Well, if you think this is bad, from what I understand, what we're going to hear next is really bad. So it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for what's, what's up. up? Yeah, that's the wrong one. Hold on one second. All right. <laughs> He's on mushrooms. They're coming to take me away. Ho, ho, hee, hee, ha, ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. <laughs> it's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with size ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. There is a growing epidemic in the United States. No, it's not the measles. It's the lack of attacking the Pink Fortress. According to a report, 23% of all men in the country have embattled dipped the corn dog, which is an increase of 28% since the last report in 2008. The, a re- the, report, lost. the report added that the largest area of growth, or perhaps that should be the area of least growth, was amongst 20-something-year-olds who still live at home. It said that 58% of them haven't put the wand in the Chamber of Secrets. To our listeners who are still living home, get out there and take the bald-headed gnome for a stroll in the misty forest. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. <laughs> I think it was sex that it's he was all talking sex. about. I think it was virginity. <laughs> sex euphemisms attacking the pink fortress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you overhyped Putting your wand in the Chamber of Secrets. Wow. And taking the bald-headed gnome for a stroll in the misty forest. That went over my head. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah. 
That's all that matters. So what are you saying? The kids nowadays aren't getting laid as much? That, that's what it is. <laughs> okay. Even with Tinder? Because of social media, people are more apt to be on their phone and then go to bed without doing the deed. Hmm. Huh. Really? Well, that's good news for that. We'll be, there'll be less procreation. All right. I want to get to the uh, Don Raphael <clears throat> offer of the day. I know you do. So it is time for the Don Raphael offer of the day, brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? Ed and I went to the candy trade show, the snack and candy convention, and look, looking around, and I only got two things. One thing was last week with the with the Hut Rocks, and the, and the second things is um, these little, uh, they look like gummy, str- gummy strums, but they're actually gummy worms, I guess. Uh, it just says, uh, not for the birds. But they are. It doesn't just say that. It says real worms. Real in, worms. In earth giant worms letters on made the top. From actual earthworms. Worms. Not just for the birds. So they're earthworms. And they're sweet and sour and earthy. Sweet. Put the cash on the table. Let's see how much you're willing to offer. They're 10 calories. And there's no fat. There's no uh, thing. It's uh, protein. Oh, nice. Um, a serving size is five pieces. Five pieces is one serving size. They're small, right? They're very small. They're little worms. How much to eat a worm? Two for ten dollars. I'm in. Okay, so here they are. All right, you're gonna show. Would you those like any Barry? I got another ten. All done. <laughs> I, I'm starting. A, I need a new laptop fund. Maybe I will. <laughs> I'll pass. You'll pass. It's right. a 10. You got to eat one first, not pop two in the thing. It's what? two. What? You did say that. Yeah, I'm saying it now. It's bullshit. Are they colorful? They're colorful. They're colorful. I'm there's a little green, nervous about blue, that. There's green, there's blue, there's red. Worms We're, are not supposed to be this color. So, so what color are you going to go for first? I, I guess red. Red, because <laughs> red is delicious. It's always been my favorite taste. Ooh. It's, not, it's not the first time you've put a worm Ooh, in his he mouth. He puts it right in. Did you put a piece of it? You put the whole thing. Whole thing. You did it so fast, I didn't see it. Got to pay attention, buddy. All right, go slow now. How's the retro? I want to see it in a blue one. There it is, and he's chewing it. He did it. He did it. How is it? Doesn't suck. Does it taste good? Are you are you picking? (laughs) Grab that ten dollars super quick. Are you picking up any earthiness in there? No. I mean, give us a description as only you can. It's fake I'll take sweet. one for the hell of it. I don't want the money, but I'll, t- I'll take one for the hell of it. One for the hell of it. How about a blue one? <laughs> sure. You always take the blue pill. Any of you guys, girls, want to try an earthworm? It's, They're right here. It's uh, very saccharine sweet, like the cap of a Baccarat. Tastes like Pop Rocks. Yeah? Yeah, Pop Rocks without mm-hmm. the pop. Yep. 100%. All right. Barry's he didn't do the challenge. But and he, you gave him the friggin'. He nailed it on the pop rocks. He'd like one more for ten bucks, but that's <laughs> not going to happen now. <laughs> now they're all gone. So I wonder why you didn't do it last week and this week was a little because peer pressure. Because I don't mess around he with needed gas money no, this week. <laughs> I don't mess around with ghost peppers. And that's all. It's there not is to the it? burn. The problem with hot stuff is it's not the burn going in your mouth. It's the burn coming out the other end. I'm good with that. This was way sweeter than that was hot. That's good to know. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Brian, who writes in frequently, has a question. You are currently allowing 
care, current care package members to stay at the 1999 price for the rest of the year. Yep. If I upgrade to Prime now, can I keep the same formula and pay 24.99 no. for the rest of the year and then go to 2099 29.99 in January or do I have to go up right away? The answer is you have to go up right away. But you can wait till January and then go up. He if already, it's still available. He already upgraded. Okay. Uh, also, you keep mentioning that when you go into a cigar shop, you shouldn't ask what's new, but you should ask what's good. Good. I feel like a lot of your advice is more for novice smokers. I already know what's good. No, if, you don't. If, <laughs> <laughs> if I want to guarantee it changes. It changes. that I will always have a great cigar, I already know several cigars I can buy at any time, and they will always be great. Not true. But one of the main things... I love about smoking cigars is variety. When I go into my brick-and-mortar shop, I've already tried most of all the cigars they carry. So really, I am always looking for what's new because I'm hoping to find new cigars that I haven't tried before. Just another perspective. So if you've been doing it for a lot of years, I do recommend you go back to something that you used to like a long time ago, and you'll say, wow, my tastes have changed. And I'm telling you, it hasn't. The cigar has changed a lot of times, and I can I can spill the beans and go through every company that sold a company, or as we had Willie Herrera on that said, oh, all of a sudden I couldn't get the tobacco anymore, and my job is to be as consistent as I can and try to bring something back, and it, it ends up changing. And that happens a lot a with lot. the smaller manufacturers. Absolutely. They buy some tobacco, special stuff, make a great cigar, and then guess what? They can't make it yes. again. And a lot of these very boutique companies that came out shooting like a rocket, that their cigar was unbelievable and everybody was all over it. And then you go back to them a couple of years later and say, they just died off or whatever. They couldn't get that tobacco anymore and couldn't keep the consistency of that. And, and they kept the name and everything, but never the cigar was never the same. At one time, I must have had 20 or 25 boxes with one cigar missing from them because I was on a particular brand. Went and bought the box as usual, and it was completely right. different. That's smoke one. How and- about during the 90s and the mid-90s oh. and stuff that it was changing every single order that we'd get in? Yep. And as a buyer of cigars, the next order would come in, and immediately I would open up that box of cigars and try it and be actually pleasantly surprised and say, okay, we got the same thing. But most of the time you'd try it, and it wasn't the same cigar at all, and then say, okay, this is the last one of these. Part of that discussion that we had had that Brian's alluding to is we're going to run out of new products. It, th- mm. There is a finite number of brands and, and front marks that are going to be able to be on the market. As you period. heard with, with what's coming out with Drew Estate, it's going to be old stuff that they're Correct. bringing back. So right now you have the opportunity to ask in your local shop. And he's in California. The shop that he's buying from can't be all that big. So maybe he's in a a predicament where there's 400 facings and he kind of knows everything that's going on in that shop. But at some point, the question is going to shift to what's good because there's just not going to be new stuff on the market. And that's what we were talking about at the time. Uh, So speaking of that, Barry, you had an idea of what the new Drew Estate product is going to be. I have a guess. I Even though he denied it, I still think it's going to be Chateau Real. But he wasn't allowed to say yes. He didn't deny it, though. He just kind of changed the subject. He said one word. He said no. Go back to the tape. We should be able to do that. You know, I was thinking La Vieja Habana, but that still exists as a catalog brand. Really? Yes. Is that the one that had the patch on it originally? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's what I wrote patch because I couldn't remember yeah. what that was, but that's actually a catalog brand. That was brand. my original guess, and I searched it, and it's a catalog brand. Okay. 
or at least it's still sold at catalog levels. So can you think of anything that they had years ago that they end up bringing back? And, and he said a lot of uh, the acid stuff, too. And I'm imagining the acid stuff is, is much like um, the Dos Amigos that we came out with. That, right. That those um, purple banded ones, what, there was a name for that. That Was it Crush or something like no, that? No, that... that yeah, um, Crush had the purple. Yeah. That retailers had special ones that were just mm-hmm. their stores, and then they all went away, and they stopped bringing some of those old ones back as their own? Or, yep. or however I think they, they did that for a shop in Chicago. Okay. They did it for us. Yeah. There's a few others they've done it for. Yeah, I can't think of any uh, ones that were the hot ones that ended up disappearing. But I think he wasn't allowed to say what the brand was, so he couldn't say yes. He couldn't say maybe. He just had to say no. To satisfy the powers, that I must have missed the no. Nah, that would have been that would have been a, a denial, and there was no denial. I got one he, more quick he mailbag. Said a clear here. no, because he gave Barry two clear no's, and then absolutely, a yes. yeah, it was no, no, yes. Barry didn't ask about Chateau Real. Yes, I did. he did. That was me. Okay, he said no. Okay, whatever. Uh, Submitted through the contact us page. Uh, two points on here. One is, uh, would we upgrade him to Prime? The answer was yes, and. He says, you know, my brother suggested a show on aging cigars, and your response was that it would be passed up the chain, which I did. Uh, I would like to suggest- On on aging cigars? Yep. I would like to suggest a show on aging cigars, the good, the bad, and the ugly, where you talk about cigars that usually age well and how to age them, and then talk about problems with aging cigars. So he's reiterating what his brother wrote in, and uh, Barry, I think- It's so difficult because- you can't predict what's going to age well. Right. No, you can't. But and you could take one cigar from one release and say 2016 that's aged phenomenally. And then you take that same cigar in 2017 and it didn't age all that well. Is there ones that you would think of that come in now and say, and again, Barry, you end up smoking every one you get and you don't end up doing right. it at all, but I do. And there's some things that you kind of good guesses you know it's an educated guess right. of let me get one of these i think i'm going to put these aside and see what ends up before happening. we pop our wad off on this could this be something maybe in the second hour of next week with no dave and we dive a little bit for yeah we could a talk segment. we could talk about this next week for a half right. hour segment because I I, I I had a great conversation with nelson alfonso at length about aging cigars and uh, he gave me some tips. Who well, obviously is big into aging cigars. Correct. Because he doesn't sell them until he ages them. I, I used to age everything and no longer do. So, And we'll get to that next, next week, week on the Cigar and Why is that? Well, we're going to get to it. Uh, you'll, you'll have, have to, to tune, tune in, in, Dave. All right. <laughs> that's called a tease. All right. <laughs> all right. I think that's all the time we have for today. Unless you want to throw another mailbag in. You want to take one down? Uh, sure. Okay. Submitted through the contact us page and the subject is cheap cigars. Hey guys, I've been working my way back through the podcast and one of the episodes I just listened to from 2013, you guys were talking about some of the crazy things they do to cheap cigars. You seemed kind of hesitant at the time. Uh, and that might've been because you were on a golf course with multiple manufacturers. I was just wondering if you could elaborate a little more on the show. I'm only asking because I've been looking for good everyday smokes and want to know what to look out for. Keep up the good work. Andrew from Maine. 
All right. So one of it is that it will be a mixed filler cigar, yep. that it'll appear to be a long filler cigar. You're not going to know the difference unless you open the cigar up. Uh, it may even be sold to the retailer as a long filler cigar, but it's a sandwich, they call it, which is a mixture of long fillet so that the ash hangs on for a while and yep. it, um, there's not pieces that are coming well, out you of can, your mouth. You can tell by the price of it, number one, and number two, how fast it smokes because you have more air channels through yeah. the cigar. <laughs> on stuff that has short chop in it. Yeah. Then we're talking about lower priming tobaccos that'll be in there. It's also going to speed up the cigar and you're going to look, you're going to appear to be, oh, I got a Toro for $4. That's a pretty good deal. And you notice that cigar goes fast because it's lower priming tobaccos or Indonesia, lower, cheaper fillers that are in there. Maybe nice wrapper on it, but cheaper fillers. Obviously, this is what's going to end up happening to it. And then every once in a while, there's actually a cigar that comes out that is a good bang for your buck type of thing. And you'll see those things that the magazines will put as best buys mm-hmm. that you'll see, um, you know, we'll make note of it. And uh, In 2010, it was, we, you were looking at a $5 cigar. If it was long filled and had decently aged tobacco in it, that was the, the typical best buy. And unbelievable that it can do that for a cigar to be $5. Let me tell you, it's, it's an amazing thing that happens because you're talking about 41 cents federal tax that comes in, shipping, the bands, the packaging, everything yep. that goes into it. And the manufacturer making money, the retailer making money, and going to you as a consumer for five dollars. Now it's seven fifty. Is really that? Right. That's the five dollar cigar. So if you're spending less than seven fifty, more than likely you're getting a mixed filler, or worse, you're getting all short filled, or and you're getting lower primes, or you're getting uh, you'll know cheaper because tobacco in it. And you know what? Not to say cheaper tobacco. You know, you're saying Indonesia, no flavor, no no nothing or something. I like a milder cigar. So if you if you put some Indonesian mixed with, I don't want to take over the blending thing to to uh, Willie Herrera, but if you put like a strong Nicaraguan tobacco mixed in with an Indonesian, all of a sudden I'd have a medium bodied sure. cigar. Uh, it would it would bring it down, and it, and maybe you like that type of thing. So it comes down to do you like it of what it is because. This is a real business for people, and they have to put products in that they can make a profit and, and pay the rollers or pay the tobacco. The tobacco itself, I mean, is years and years of holding on to it, probably a minimum of three years to hold on to tobacco, to you know, and it costs you money for the tobacco. So, and, you know, I, we were talking inconsistency before, but once you get to short fill and mixed fill, it's anybody's guess what your next bundle is going to be made from. Right. Even. Right. And a lot of times with less expensive product, you have also less expensive rollers. And this is how they train their rollers is on the cheaper stuff. So you can have some burn issue sometimes. Almost can't have a quality cigar under $5. I just tough. can't. Real tough. Uh, with, 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 with layers. Now you take a manufacturer that grows tobacco, manufactures tobacco, and sells it. You know, they're doing all of it. There's less layers sure. that happen in there. Less people having to make uh, profit in between. But Barry's falling asleep. I think we got to go. <laughs> I would yeah, say I'm on a half hour <laughs> sleep. So if I were going to make, we still got the after show to do. If so. I was going to make one suggestion, I would say you can't go wrong with Perdomo's bundle. His fresco. It's long fill. Yep. It's well fermented tobacco. It's it, not rookie rollers, and it's not cheap either. No, but it's in that. But when you buy it by the bundle, it's in that five dollar range. Right. It's probably the only exception to that rule. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a $5 bundle cigar, so it becomes a yeah. hundred and something dollars right. per the bundle. So you look at it as expensive, but it's not. And so, if you want something small, you can actually 
Go with the Bambinos are going to keep you in that $5 range. Sure. It's a quick smoke, but it's a very good smoke. Yeah, it's smoke a long too. fill, but it's small. Well, then, then you're up to almost your $10. Again. <laughs> right. They didn't get there anyway. So anyway, uh, Barry did it a few weeks ago. Next week, uh, I guess it's going to be a three-way here, and uh, we'll get Ed Sullivan actually on the show, and people will see him, so that'll turn I'm, out good. I'm thinking through, do I want to distance myself from that disaster, though? But what the hell? I'll jump in. You'll do it? Okay, yeah, so we're going to see Ed Sullivan on the show, yep. and you'll see that I, he may be the uh, best-looking guy on the show. Uh, I think he is. Yeah? I got hair still, and I'm old. There we go. All right, we'll see that. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, you've learned nothing in the last two hours, but always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.